fire when ready. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show podcast. It is March 23rd, 2023. That means it's 32323. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, no, it's fun. It is fun. You're right, Jackson. Welcome into the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson with you for QFTA. I am sitting outside. And Jackson, you are sitting in St. Louis. You tell me what you see. Uh, the sun has actually started to peak out. How do you do? I thought it was supposed to rain all day. Yeah, we've uh, I, we've kind of avoided the rain. We're still somehow on flood watch, um, but there is uh, chances of rain throughout the day into the evening, much more so overnight. We'll probably get a heavy amount of rain, but it's 65 degrees right now, and the sun's starting to peak out. Still mostly overcast skies, but um, okay. definitely the warmest it's been in a long time. Uh, it is, uh, it, spring is, spring is upon us, Jackson. We are officially in spring and, uh, and at some point, honestly, if we're to be real honest about it, we'll have a week full of beautiful weather. I would guess it will probably be May. I feel like March is where you feel like you're out of winter, but then you realize the weather still is dreadful April tickles your balls is what it does. It tickles your balls. You think it's going to be uh, spring, and in reality, you'll still have 30 and 40 degree temperatures at times and a lot of rain. And then when mid-May rolls around, then those days are over uh, and you can start enjoying tribbing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they just, we just need the one because it's. You're right. It's March is a total tease because you'll have a, a day or two where it's you know in the mid to upper 60s, and it's like, man, now this is what we're coming to. Here we go. Now here we go. Right, and then the next week you get temperatures in the mid 40s, and it's cold and wet. Now we got a problem. Now we got a problem. And then in April, it's like you know. Yeah, like it's warm, but it's raining every single day. And then the days where it's not raining, the courses are too wet or, you know, it's just not the right time. And then May comes and then you finally get into it. And you're right. That's when the tribbing begins. That's when people just start rubbing up against each other. That's, they have no choice. It's kind of like. They, they, yeah, no, it's fun. And it's fun to see. <laughs> uh, and so we're, we're a couple months away from that. But uh, here we go. A week from today, the Cardinals open up their season. And uh, while I am down here in Jupiter, just, oh, Jackson, I'm trying to figure out. So that's east that well, Okay, so that means directly to where the, uh, the east. That's where the Cardinals are taking on the New York Yankees today. How do you do? I think I might go over there. Um, I don't know if I'll go to the game, but right there is where I will probably play golf. I played golf there with the great Cal Kennedy uh, on Sunday. He's in town for this uh, CYC officials right convention that they always have in palm beach county yeah it goes without saying uh, yeah that's where it's always been historically and uh my god it was the coldest abacoa is the name of the golf course it was the coldest it has been like if i were in st louis I'd be like, well, there's no way in the world i'm playing today and it wasn't necessarily because it was freezing cold i think i remember being out on the course and looking and it was 66 degrees and if you're in st louis and it's 66 degrees in march you're going oh my god this is the greatest but it was because the winds were whipping, I would have to think, 30 to 40 miles an hour at times. And it was the sun wasn't out. It was brutal. And so what I've been doing here, not intentionally at all, because I one of the one of the, the places I've played it was a, a three-day member guest. Uh, and I've been posting some big numbers that really disappointed the member who invited me, uh, Adam Long's father invited me uh i think he was horrified by my performance but if you are not used to playing in the wind and i'm talking about this kind of wind where it is just constant and it can move you four clubs one way or the other that's brutal oh my god it is a it's a it's a whole thing and so i have not broken 80 down here and my handicap index is now up to 4.9 how do you do i'm screwed <laughs> I'm so screwed. Yeah, the, I'm bullish on you in 2023. I really am. Appreciate that. I'm bullish on myself. I'm optimistic Look about at myself. You. But uh, yeah, you're right about that win, man. If you don't know playing into a win and you and you don't have that lower piercing ball flight in the bag, 
I mean, you are clubbing up, you're right, three, four clubs, and even that, it's going to hit that wind of, uh, that wall of wind, and you're going to be in trouble. That's, and, and I guess I hit some of my drivers will cut, and so they go up so damn high, and right. then they hit the wind if it's into me, and then it just bitch spins, yep. and, and there's so much water around here, doesn't matter what course you're playing usually, and then it's just like, oh, you know, today's the day I'm going to get it right, Gordon. Don't worry. First ball off the tee, into the water, and we're giving a pop. It's just, you know, it sets a bad tone. Yeah, yeah it, it, you're exactly right. That's a perfect word for it. It's disheartening. Then my ball literally in, inside of a palm, my ball went inside of a yeah, palm tree. That'll happen. Inside of a palm tree. We found the ball inside of a palm tree. So now my ball's in my pocket on the second hole. Shank it now because we're going to overcorrect for the bitch cut. Yep. Now I just pull it dead into the shrubs. Yep. Uh, and I, and it's just, it's, just, and he's just going, yeah. So you were a 3.8, huh? That's great. <laughs> we're, you know, we're down three, three holes in. So uh, really disappointing, hoping to right the ship here over my uh, final few days in Jupiter, Florida, before we return to the North uh, Jackson. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know when we'll be able to get out and play. We do have the Fan Page Club Championship coming up, presented by Michelo Boltra on April 30th. If you're not a member of the Fan Page, join the Fan Page, sign up. We have, I think, seven spots available. We'll do a random drawing for that, and uh, you will be able to compete in one of the most storied events in Midwest golf, the Fan Page Club Championship. This program is brought to you by Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. Boy, the number Doug was given for credit card rates what in the hell i mean i couldn't believe it how yeah. high the rates are on credit cards if you are dealing with credit card debt get that taken care of work with the homeloanexpert.com and just move on from it you have equity in your home that would be almost a guarantee uh and get out from under that credit card debt do so with the homeloanexpert.com get pre-approved if you want to be buying a home this is when homes start going on the market in st louis the homeloanexpert.com i've been pre-approved with him ryan kelly the home loan expert longtime title sponsor of tma and uh boy we're approaching uh what five and a half years old for this podcast uh the longtime studio sponsor of the tim mckernan show podcast james carlton of the carlton state farm insurance agency is online at carltoninsurance.net or you can call him at 314-961-4800 james carlton the carlton state farm insurance team will take wonderful care of you like they have for me the plowhawk is now a James Carlton client, and I would love to see you become one as well. Got an email this week from a listener who said the moment he switched, he saved 50%. 50%. Somebody saves 10%. I think that's great. 50%? Do business with James Carlton, and once you switch, you will never switch again. You will be thrilled. You will understand what I'm talking about because I think most people go, wow, this guy's really excited about an insurance agent. I don't blame you for your skepticism, but I'm just telling you there's a huge difference. 314-961-4800 to go online at carltoninsurance.net. Uh, and then then you want to talk about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Jackson, you are with Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Yeah, and couldn't be happier about it. And there's so much to worry about nowadays, and... I think that taking something off like your financial future, taking that off your plate and trusting it with someone like Mark Hanna is a great way to free up some space in your mind and enjoy the wonderful things about life. And that's what Mark Hanna does for you. And then let's say something changes down the road. Maybe you have your first kid. Maybe your retirement plans, you kind of want to change that around. Anything can change in life. That's obviously going to happen. You get on the phone with Mark Hanna, and he is the great communicator because he conveys his message in such a way that when you get off the phone, you're feeling a lot better than when you got on the phone. And to me, that's worth everything. So if you don't have somebody, if you're just kind of winging it, hoping you'll figure it out down the road, don't do that. Instead, work with Mark Hanna. If you already have somebody, I'd also consider making the switch over to Mark Hanna because he is that good. That's Mark Hanna. He is the great communicator. There he is with Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Some behind the show, uh, behind the curtain talk here on the program. Jackson and I, before we started recording the podcast, we were trying to get Derek Gould on uh, the award-winning balloon party presentation driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. What in the fuck? Did a jet just take off? Could you hear that? No, I didn't hear a thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Because Doug heard like when there was a a leaf blower from across the street this morning on TMA. And I thought for sure you would be able to hear that. Uh-uh, no. I don't know what kind of, I mean, I'm not near an airport, but I 
something was someone's web doing the program i don't know what it was <laughs> i guess there's a road directly to the uh, west of me i don't know maybe like a half mile away holy crap i don't know what it was anyway uh st louis accurate.com altoyota.com that's munganas st louis Acura, and alton toyota i was just texting as a matter of fact with uh with those uh gentlemen here uh as we speak, Ryan Seiberg, who's in the uh, service department at Munganass St. Louis Acura. Work with the great people at Munganass, St. Louis Acura.com and AltonToy.com. But behind the scenes here, we're trying to get uh, Derek Gould on the Munganass presentation of uh, Balloon Party. And uh, I guess uh, he is heading back or packing up, whatever the case might be, back to St. Louis. And so probably isn't going to work on tomorrow's show. And so I reached out to the delightful uh, producer, Joe, and... Uh, I said, I'd like to get a national baseball guy on for a one-time hit tomorrow on ESPN. Anybody you know can think of. I know Passon most likely won't do it. Uh, and that's not because of Passon's war of words with Doug Vaughn in 2016. <laughs> it's just Passon, I think, is at a point now where he gets paid to do these yeah. hits. Um, and producer Joe's response Man, you have the best producer in sports radio history, and you have to text little old car parking man. Oh, now I know that that is a who that shot is intended at, and um, it's not because I am the producer of Balloon Party, but I know who he was intending that shot to. And, I, and that's the vacation in Ken's Road. Yeah, yeah, that's the vacation in Ken's Road, because I don't think anybody in the world would ever even uh, mistake me for the uh, 100th greatest sports producer in America, so uh, I know who that shot was intended at. Yeah, seems was, like a stray, uh, but I don't know. It was going Ken's direction, is 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 what it was. Uh, so uh, anyway, Jackson just does some fun facts there. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Passon will not be joining the program. He said Buster Olney or Tim Kirkchen is the answer, um, and then also uh, Jason Stark. So I don't know if you have any of those contacts. Here, we're just we're just we're producing a program on a podcast. What a magical thing! For the audience. All right, let me go into QFTA. Uh, you can always send your questions in for QFTA. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Questions, comments, erotic stories. What I've been requesting recently, again, because we experienced it this week with Iggy's extended time off, that immediately there were conspiracy theories as to what was really going on. Now, the truth is, unless Iggy's keeping it from everybody, that there's nothing going on mm -hmm. um, because both of us have, have certainly talked uh, or texted with him. Uh, I talked with him on Sunday, this past Sunday. Jackson and I are talking here on Thursday, and I know you've texted with him. Yep. Uh, and I text with him each day to check in on him. It doesn't make me a fucking hero. I know you do the same thing just to make sure he's improving. And uh, he's just been sick. Uh, and then he, I think, I don't know what caused him on Sunday to go, you know what? I'll just take the whole week off. But when that happened, full transparency, I said to Jackson, I was texting with you, mm -hmm. uh, while enjoying pancakes at oh, Juno nice. beach cafe. Oh, it's the only place I get pancakes are so wonderful. Uh, that I said, I got to get on the phone with him because this is fucking weird. And I didn't know if he was really, really sick. Or and by that, I mean, like something like that's an illness or if, you know, I, I know he had left the fan page and, uh, you know, if you let the stuff get to you, it can really get to you. Yeah. But I didn't think anything really got to him. But let me ask you this, this is a sure. brief moment of, because that's what QFTA is, where we where I completely lose my train of thought. Who on the dais? Doug. Plowhawk, Iggy, you, me. Mm -hmm. Who on the dais, in your opinion, allows the stuff, and by stuff I mean the shit we get, to get to them the most? Probably. I'm curious what your opinion is on that. I think, I, I think, I think I know who the top two are, and I think I know who the answer is, but I'm curious what you're going to say, so I will not reveal mine. I think Iggy would be uh, number one, and then I think second place is me and Plowhawk tied for second. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I'm surprised. I I, I didn't. Ha I I had Plowboy and and Iggy, yeah. and I had Plowboy number one. But Plowboy's or anger is more in spurts and usually on the air. Right. Yes. Agreed. So, uh. 
That's interesting that you think Iggy. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a tough call. Yeah, because Plowsies are on the air. I just go based on the the dense blocked list that Iggy has. Uh, ah, that's a nice that's a nice on, play that's on a good Facebook. Tell. I don't know if anyone has a denser blocked list. Um, Doug might have him beat on Twitter, but on uh, Facebook, I believe Iggy and his dense, robust blocked list uh, kind of puts him right over the edge for me. But yeah, Plowhawk and I put me either tied for second or third. I uh yeah now that you say that with the the blocked list that's probably a good tell. Um but what I was saying with the the conspiracy theory on Iggy like oh I wonder what's really going on. And then I call Iggy and I talk to him on Sunday and he's like no I just don't feel well this happened. I think he said it happened in 2019 where he just got this cold. He went into urgent care. They're like yeah you have a bad cold. He was tested for COVID. He, and he's just one of those things where I don't think he wanted to be in a spot where he felt like he had to come back in if he wasn't totally right. right. And then, you know, then it became, oh, he's calling in sick. So I think that factored into it for him. He didn't say that. That's me reading between the lines. And I said, is everything 100% right? And I said, I, I said, if you don't even want to tell me, it's fine. I just want to make sure you're okay. And if and, and if you need to take two weeks off, whatever, do whatever the fuck you need to do. I know Hubbard will be fine with it. You do what you need to do. And he's like, yeah. He goes, I'm just I'm like, all right, I'm just sick. So uh, anyway, there, there. But but my point is, is that those who really, really are into the show, and I realize probably for every five person who listen, five people who listen to the show, you have one person who's super active on the fan page, and you know the conspiracy theories and so on and so forth. But what I'm saying is, if you have a TMA conspiracy theory, or you've heard, Jackson, a TMA conspiracy theory, ask it. Ask it. Send it in for QFTA, and we will tend to it right here on QFTA. Anything goes. Uh, And, of course, we'd prefer your erotic stories, but at this point... uh, they're just not really coming in. I'll be real honest with you. I get, I get, I get great questions, but I, I haven't gotten an erotic story in a long time. Very frustrated, candidly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, send them in. You know, we'll take anything. If you could send in a conspiracy theory, and then maybe just like a, a little erotic story. You know, just I think a little twofer never hurt anybody. That's right. Thank you. A little twofer, an erotic story, and a conspiracy theory. Tim McKernan. At InsideSTL.com. Hey, by the way, now that we're in the last week, uh, we're approaching the last week of the month of uh, March, uh, people start thinking about Mother's Day and Father's Day. And for Mother's Day, the ultimate gift is Sound Story. MySoundStory.com is where you can book them. And it's easy. You can get a gift certificate in a matter of seconds. Uh, and then Mother's Day shopping is taken care of. You go in on it with your siblings, and there you go. That'll wrap that up. Uh, but if you wanted to get together with your siblings and come into the studios and do a sound story and have me or Doug or Jackson or Randy Carricker or John Hewlett or Learn or Courtney Landrum uh, or Riz or Moon uh, conduct the interview, you can do that and then give that to your mom uh, for Mother's Day. What a gift that would be. What I have seen as as these holidays, the Mother's Day and Father's Day holidays approach, the studios fill up, uh, so book them now to get it taken care of. Schedule it now, mysoundstory.com, or just get the gift certificate, mysoundstory.com. That is uh, where you can do your Mother's Day and your Father's Day shopping. Hey, Tim, as a listener for almost 10 years, I've noticed the TMA fill-in bench depth is not what it used to be. Well, we had somebody die, so, you know, uh, that that's... that's <laughs> <laughs> Important to know, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a factor. Yeah. Uh, Charlie was a standard fill-in, but hasn't been an option for a few years now. Uh, Jay was also a main fill-in guy for years. Yes, that's what I was referencing. Uh, do you have any concerns about not having fill-ins available when people go on vacation or are sick these days? Do you have any plans to try out some new blood so TMA has more fill-ins? Thanks, Hunchback of Castle. I'll be real honest with you. Again, this is. Uh, peeking behind the curtains. Jackson, yeah. what were we just talking about before we started up the podcast? We were talking about exactly this topic, and, uh, and of course, Andrew Marsh from 101 ESPN on the Fast Lane is going to be in tomorrow. Uh, we were talking about Marshy Marsh and giving him uh, reps, you know, on TMA. And so, uh, yeah, I, uh, this is literally what we were talking about before we started. 
Jackson, Jackson, Jackson. I respect, you know, if I were in your spot, I would have answered the question the same way. But what did I say? What did I, you can air me out here. What did I say specifically before we started recording this podcast and I even opened up this email? I guess I can't say anything wrong because worst case, I can just delete it. Um, <laughs> um, this is honesty in podcasting. I'm trying to like word it correctly. Um, what you said was that Iggy has been out this week. Yeah. For the record, for those of you just tuning in and in the content on QFTA, so evergreen. And I, I will, I will hit the hole cause I can tell this is, it it's puts you tough. in an awkward it's tough. spot. It's tough. Sure. I, what, what I feel like for me on TMA over the last, I don't know how long, and this goes back by the way, a number of years. So this is not an Iggy centric comment is that I essentially on TMA, am the guy who for a number of years, I'm talking going back to KFNS, well into uh, back to KFNS, have been the guy who brings it in and out of break, who does a, a lot of live reads, uh, who uh, reads the texts and read the emails and then gets the ball in the hands of take your pick of whomever. And so what I said to Jackson was, it's been nice to be able to talk on the show that I founded 20 years ago. <laughs> that would, That's like the most <laughs> succinct thing I could have said there, because that's exactly it. Yeah. But that, to be clear, that's not me going, fuck, I can't stand Iggy. Right. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, if anything, the 101 is a little backed up. And by the 101, that is an obscure reference to the Californian skit on Saturday Night Live, the freeway in Southern California. Uh we just have a lot of people, and I think I, I know that we had the thing a couple weeks ago where somebody texted in, and I think people actually took that as being a serious study on the volume of of words spoken, mm-hmm. where somebody texted in that Iggy spoke thirty percent of the time, I spoke twenty six percent of the time, and that was taking out live reads um, and reading texts and emails. There is no way in the world that if you take out live reads emails and texts that I talk 26% of the time on TMA. No way in the world that I talk 26% of the time on TMA. This current uh, and really, you know, six years ago, even iteration of TMA, it's just, it's just not accurate. Now, I want to make this also crystal clear. I'm not complaining about it because I have Balloon Party and I have this show, which actually at this moment, as I've said before, is what I enjoy doing the most of the three. Uh, I think this is where my personality and who I am is. It's just I just say whatever and exactly what I'm thinking. And I am 100 percent who I am, not thinking about anything else other than what is going through my mind at the moment when I'm doing this show. Uh, and this is the show I would love to do for another, you know, however many years uh, and do it exactly from where I'm sitting right now in Palm Beach County. And that's what I would like to do. Dead serious. That's what I like. I'd like to do this and sound story. And God bless America. Thank you. And it's been wonderful. That's that's what I would like to do. But when I'm hosting a show and I know I have, which is great. I mean, holy shit. Uh, I'll give more inside baseball. I don't know if it's out of line or not, but you were in the sales meeting on Tuesday. Yeah, it was on Tuesday, two days ago. Yep. Uh, the numbers for TMA are, you know, it's just incredible what's yeah, going on. It really is. I mean, holy shit, that like for real, it is, it's an incredible thing. So you want to talk about the health of a show. It's an incredible thing. I, I guess it could come off as a brag. It's not like I'm doing any of the selling. It's just the show, and the show is not me. The show is the group of us, and the success on sales is the show and the sales team, and uh, and you know, a, a quality management. So that's that's why it's all happening. But I have a lot of live reads, and that's how the the show makes money and allows us to have five people on the show and so on and so forth. Right. But it's tough when I feel like I am cutting people off in order to do what I need to do, which is to make sure I get to all, you know, I guess an average of, oh, I would say probably 13 to 15 live reads per show. Yeah, that's that's accurate. And so that's a tough spot because if I'm not, not active in the conversation and then all of a sudden I just jump in, I feel like it can come off as, rude not only to the audience but to whoever i may step on 
when I'm trying to get the live read in so we don't have like 12 left when we get to the nine o'clock hour. So I try to do an equal amount in the seven o'clock hour, eight o'clock hour and nine o'clock hour. And so because we've now only had four people on the show this week, uh, that has made it easier to do my job. And I have also been able to participate more in the conversations because of it clearing up space. So I would actually say two answers to the question. Uh, first off, what I said from the beginning, you know, Jay Randolph Jr. passed away. Jay Randolph Jr. was somebody who in May of 2022, so less than a year ago, for fuck's sake, May of 2022, I'm sitting uh, downstairs at uh, Il Balago with uh, Tommy Mattern, head of programming. And uh, I know we were talking about uh one more in, it's just an inside baseball festival today Absolutely. you know what jackson that's what you can title the episode you always text me like a half yeah. hour after we get done what do you want to title this here i can already answer the question right inside baseball festival love it um or tma inside baseball festival call it that Perfect. uh that the plowhawk was quote unquote on my payroll so to speak which was the way that i was able to get him on board when we got to hubbard uh was going to do it for the cat the cat uh, wanted to know he had a sure thing, totally understandable. Uh, and so the cat went to KFNS and then, uh, used the dollars that I was going to use to get the cat from my base salary, uh, to get the plowhawk over. So Tommy said, well, one of the first things we need to do is get the plowhawk off your payroll. You know, that was, and I appreciate Tommy even thinking through that because, you know, if I'm in his spot, it's nice to have the plowhawk on my quote unquote right. payroll because it's not on his payroll. And then, uh, and then he said, then we can talk about Jay Jr. I wanted Jay Jr. And I know Doug, Doug absolutely loved Jay Jr. That's not to say anybody didn't like Jay Jr. To be crystal clear. It's just, I know Doug really, really, really liked Jay Jr. Uh, that, uh, then we would get Jay Jr. On full time on TMA. And that was, that's what I was envisioning. And I had talked with Jay about it, uh, for 2023. And then, of course, he gets ill, gets cancer, passes away a month later. And uh, and that was, you know, there's 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 no adjective that that matches how tragic it was. Mm -hmm. So, Jay, when one of us had been out, not only uh, could come in and the show wouldn't miss a beat, truly wouldn't miss a beat. Didn't matter who was out, truly wouldn't miss a beat. That's the best compliment I can give. Uh, and it, and it wouldn't change. And the other thing, the other compliment is that it didn't change the flavor of TMA because sometimes you can bring somebody in and it kind of changes it. and it doesn't mean that it's bad. Then it just changes the flavor of it. He immediately got it and the ball just kept on going. Um, and then if I were out, he could run point. And while Jackson, you without question are capable of running point period, the issue when you are running point is it's not like somebody is there to then take on all of your other multitude of responsibilities. Right. And so then that leads the podcast being up, quote unquote, late, certainly later than normal. That leads to whatever other situations with not being able to take phone calls or any other issue that might come up, let's say, with YouTube. You're the one to tend to that. Right. So it's just ideal to have Jay Jr. filling in. I guess the last time I took a long vacation was when I went uh, out of town in July slash August. And there were times, as you tell me, that Jay had to leave early to go to his golf course responsibilities. Yep. And then that would cause a little bit of chaos. So yeah. Yeah. Jay being able to run point was great in so many different ways. Number one, I think he had the highest approval rating with the audience. I don't just say that just to say it because he's passed. I really feel that way big time. Um, certainly in, in recent years, well, I guess fuck, ever actually, uh, you know, um, secondarily he could run point. That's a huge thing. And, uh, thirdly, the show didn't change when he was on. And I also think just kind of as a final thing, not that necessarily Jay would be in when both me and Doug would be in, that would probably be rare. But I just know Doug loved when Jay was in it. Not to say Doug is ever off. I don't know when Doug has had a quote unquote off day. Uh, and by that, I mean, I'm not talking about vacation, just a day where you can just tell he's not, you know, he's not all in uh, and not on. Um, but Doug was even more on when Jay was in. So 
I mean, he just, he just checked every single box. So when somebody who you either had as your number one, uh, fill in, but really somebody who we were planning on having is being a full-time part of the show passes away that impacts things with that said, we have had times here in particularly recently where we've only had a handful of people relative to the normal five. And I just don't think the show misses a beat. And I would rather have it be that way than just put somebody in just to put somebody in. So as far as who people would be, I am high on Marshy Marsh as Jax and I are doing this podcast. Marsh is coming. Marsh, uh, Andrew Marsh is his name for those not familiar. Uh, and he is the producer on the fast lane. Young guy, uh, older than you, mm-hmm. but in his late twenties. Am I right on that? Is that 27, 27, 28? Yeah, he just turned 27. Okay. There you go. Uh, and I just get the feeling that he's kind of got, you know, whatever one would consider it. Uh, if somebody said they've got TMA traits and I don't know what those are. I just feel like I can spot them since I've had however many people working with me on the show over the years. Uh, and so what we're doing tomorrow, uh, which will be March 24th, 2023. I like it because, uh, he is going to get a chance to work with both me and Doug when, when he was on before, uh, it was was when Doug was out. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't get a chance to work with Doug. And so I like that he'll get a chance to work with both me and Doug doing the show um, and then also kind of get more of a feel for the show. So um, there is there is that element. Um, I don't know if I can say another because Tommy and I were talking about. Oh, oh, and there's Wellington. Wellington. Wellington was also in the mix. I don't believe the hunchback of on Castle who sent that email um, mentioned Wellington. And then Wellington got a full-time job caddying for Tim O'Neill on the Champions Tour, and it pays quite well. In addition to, he has upside because, you know, when Tim O'Neill wins money, Wellington gets a cut of that money. And that is where his passion is at the moment. So if you would have asked me at this time last year, March 23rd, 2022, uh, if when people are on vacation or out sick, um, who fills in? Who's number one? Who's number two? I would have told you Jay Randolph Jr. and Michael Wellington. And in the last year, that has changed um, because of Jennings passing away. And now Wellington being a full-time caddy on the Champions Tour with Tim O'Neill, who just turned 50. So if he can start getting things going, Wellington could be carrying that bag for a while. And uh, that is where his passion is. I think another thing with Wellington is he and, and, and Tommy's really high on Wellington. I think another thing with Wellington is he is you know he is not married he does not have children and his feeling towards st louis in the winter is perhaps more intense than my feeling towards st louis in the winter and because he doesn't have a wife or children uh he can just go yep i'll be heading to california in december and i'll be heading to wherever in florida in january and february and can just pick up and go. And I just don't know if therefore he will ever be able to do this full time and really, really beyond be able to would want to, you know, I mean, here is a guy and I I wouldn't say it if he weren't public with it, but shit, I mean, he's the founder of birdies for bipolar. Mm -hmm. I talk about uh, what is called sad and it is seasonal anxiety something is that what it is that was a stands for jackson i feel like we talk about yeah this all uh it's not depression but it's disorder a, yeah is that what it is seasonal uh yeah seasonal i truly feel like i have it i hate that i have it which means when it's cold and you're inside and it's all cloudy all the time and rainy or snowy or sleeting or whatever the hell it is freezing rain that it brings you down and so you know here is somebody who's been very open with his mental health issues and personally even though he hasn't told me this although i'm sure if he were on the podcast right now my guess who goes oh fuck yeah that's the reason i get out of town i can't i can't sit inside for 7 months with my mental health situation i just cannot do it and whereas many people might go yes i would like to be in florida arizona california uh because he has 
the flexibility of both his career and not being married, not having children, he absolutely can pick up and just go. And so he does. And so I just don't know if he would ever be a full-time guy on TMA, even though I think he fits in. You talk about TMA traits. I think he fits into that category. So uh, I think Marsh could have that. Tommy and I were talking about it last, uh, today is Thursday. So last Tuesday, because I was doing Taco Tuesday. So that's how I know. Mm. Uh, And he mentioned a couple of people in the Hubbard universe who he thought would be good to, I don't want to call it audition because then it makes it like there's some pressure, uh, but to bring in when Doug is doing his Mediterranean cruise um, because I, I just like having just in general. I mean, let me, let me put it this way. Jackson, people are about to get knowledge. Love it. When I, when I go when they yeah, I'm about to get knowledge. Love it. 2004. The show is maybe two weeks old as in its entire existence. Now it's approaching 19 years old, but in 2004, it's maybe two weeks old. Producer Joe probably isn't even on the show at this point uh, because he hadn't gotten all his lawns done in, in Atlanta. So then he moves up to St. Louis. So it's me, Martin, and the cat. And I don't even think Stedman was on the board at the time. And there was an uproar over what the morning grind was and how it sounded from I don't know how I would, I guess I would call it establishment sports talk radio listeners in St. Louis. And because the new ownership group had just closed on the station within the last couple of months, they were panicking. And there was real talk, not that they knew that we knew about it or that I knew about it. I don't know who else on the show knew about it, uh, of firing us mm. T- two weeks in. Jeez. Two weeks in, can you imagine that? I mean, holy shit. I mean, God, what what, what, what the hell would I be doing now? Uh, I guess I'd probably be fucking around reading a teleprompter and be miserable. Uh, but th- that's that 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 that's why, like, people like you know, people were either really happy to see Balloon Party getting ripped apart right when we started, uh, or just took it as an opportunity to go uh, attack, you know, hardcore sports nerd one hundred and one. Uh, listeners, you know, whatever, whatever social media wars take place, but it, it would have been strange if me doing what I do would have been smoothly welcomed by 101 ESPN because what 101 ESPN listeners are accommodated to or accommodated to listening to right. is not what I do. Just like take your pick, I guess Randy Carricker has name credibility but if somebody came on and filled in for me or doug on tma and did what randy does incredibly successfully on 101 espn how would our audience react to that right it would be the same it's the inverse of it you know the exact sure so it, it just depends on the like like if i went and spoke at cpac i would hope they would hate me right and I want to make sure that 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 because that, 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 that makes that may sound so counterintuitive that you want people to hate you. I don't want people to hate me, but I want those people to hate me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't want their support. You know, I don't want Dan Marshall to go. No, he's a good businessman. I, I don't I don't want that because because if, if, if I view somebody in a certain capacity, I don't want them to then go, no, I think he is good. Or I think that's my kind of person. I don't want that. So as, as strange and counterintuitive as it may sound, you you would go, oh, I must be doing something wrong if this group of people were thinking you were doing it really right. Like if I appeared on Tucker Carlson's show, I wouldn't expect it to play real well. Right. Exactly. So, so that, that, so that's, that's what I mean by that. And, and, and it's not, it's not to, to, you know, go in some kind of anti conservative media or conservative convention, but that, that's not who I am. And that's not, that's not the circle I would run with, nor would they run with me. And so I don't want to become a chameleon to try to ingratiate myself disingenuously to an audience. I am who I am. I've done what I've done and I'm quite comfortable with it. And whether things are popular or unpopular, I value being truthful with the audience to be my foremost obligation. 
and generating a return on investment for our advertisers in whatever station pays my uh, salary. That's that's the job. Right. The job is not to uh, to be a chameleon. That to me would be the antithesis of of doing the job. So um, from that standpoint. I have already lived through what you and I lived through in January and February of 2022 with Balloon Party because I lived through it with the Morning Grind in 2004. And and now I'm sure plenty of people, although that audience who was killing us back then, I can't imagine they're part of the, the listening audience now in part because they were older then. Um, but, you know, it, it, it kind of all speaks for itself and I would say this to, to people, whether it be in your age range, Jackson, or people younger who, for whatever reason, would choose this profession. But the way to optimize your success in the industry is to truly be who you are when you're on the air. That is that's the game. And, and, and somehow now, although I feel like it might be starting to get into corporate buzzword territory, perhaps replacing hashtag content. Mm. Now we have hashtag authenticity, except it's oftentimes, I don't think really authenticity, but it's called authenticity um, or organic. It's another corporate buzzword. I think uh, that that is the way because the, there can really only be one person who can do what you do. And that comes with the good shit and the bad shit. I mean, my God, and I was, I was just having this conversation with my wife last night. We were at dinner. Um, and I, I you know what I was doing? Mm. How about this? This is more honesty. Boy, this is really <laughs> TMA inside baseball. Guess what we were doing? We were talking about you. Oh, really? That's so sweet. Well, you don't know if it was positive or not. I hope it was. I mean, I... <laughs> it was. And here's what I said. I was telling Jackson and I had a little conversation a couple nights ago. Yeah. I felt like I had you sitting on my lap. <laughs> I did. And I, 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 <laughs> you felt like you were sitting on my lap? Yeah. You know, it was, it was truly like a conversation I know I'm going to look back on and uh, be thankful on some of the wisdom that was passed on to me. It's all about well, being God a sponge, bless. Tim. God bless. And I said, and as I've said before on this, and I've I've said uh, probably on Balloon Party, although I know when I'm doing it on Balloon Party, you know, I don't know how receptive those in the audience are to what is intended to be a compliment on TMA uh, and how magical it is that on TMA, the fact that I have been so public about endorsing you, that that has not negatively impacted you yeah. with uh, the TMA audience. What blessing. A, I remember when we were doing the first show at Hot Shots. Uh, the COVID edition of TMA Live, oh, yeah. uh, which was the first time I had seen you since you interviewed me when you were working at, yeah. at yep. Ledoux, or not working at, uh, we were at 920 and you were going to school at Ledoux, yep. Horton Watkins High School. And I said to Jennings, who was doing that show, because it was dictated to be too high risk for Doug or Iggy to be in appearance. So send everyone else, but, you know. <laughs> this really happened. Oh, was brutal. Oh, God, fuck me. But anyway, <laughs> so it was me and you and Jay yep. and like Carlos Spicy Wiener and two women, you know, yeah. where they come from. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall exactly which women, but I know there were two females there. Private says uh, keeper has girlfriends. So that's one. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, I said to Jay, and I think I said it on the air. I said, I'm so I'm so high on Jackson but I'm hesitant to be public with our audience that I'm high on Jackson because some of these motherfuckers have it so in their head about being called a lemming that if I say something or someone is really good, that they will never publicly support right. what I say is really good, that therefore I don't want to be publicly supporting Jackson because I think it could actually hurt the audience appreciating Jackson. Do you yeah. recall that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Well, I'll never forget that TMA live. And uh, Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, for real, it was like the five of us talking to each other. Yeah. And by but, the five of us, I mean me, you, and Jay, and then two people. Yeah, yeah. I gave Jay pictures of feet because we couldn't do Foot Fetish Friday. Oh, yeah. And I, I said, uh, guess the celebrity feet, which is obviously a great segment for uh, an, uh, an audio medium to have someone guessing feet of pictures people can't see. Wow. Uh, speaking of getting pictures, my betrothed just sent me one. It's not like it's like a... A Nakers Nakers picture, but I just I just was distracted by that. But yes, I do I do recall that. Uh, and and so going back to what I was talking about last night at dinner with my wife, who was kind enough to be sending me pictures at this particular moment as I do the podcast. Uh, I think what I was saying 
is something along the lines. I was telling her about our conversation from two nights ago, mm -hmm. which will remain confidential. No doubt. Uh, and she goes, God, it's amazing that he is hearing this stuff at 25 years old because, you know, she took herself back to when she was 25 years old or when I was 25 years old. You're just trying to figure out the essentially the nuts and bolts of the job right. and not some of the. I, how would you even describe what it is that we were talking about that I was having you sit on my lap for? I don't even know how to describe it. I, awareness, it, I guess, would be the way. Awareness I would and also critical thinking. I think that's a big part of what we talked about. Yeah, awareness certainly is a big part. Really, what you were, it wasn't game in the sense of like spitting game, but it is game in the sense of like how things are done and how things are done, like, and how to assess things in the moment you know and that which is tough it's really tough right uh, to, to see a play before the play is made yeah absolutely and that, that to me which by the way in business is is perhaps one of the most valuable uh to valuable traits is to be able to see something before everybody else can i mean that's that's kind of how people win in daily fantasy is they can be high on a player that nobody else is on and then you can apply it to to business and you can certainly apply it to what Jackson and I were talking about, but here is, you know, here to see if you see how you take this, mm -hmm. because I know it's a compliment. And then Anna Marie, absolutely. Anna Marie, my wife, absolutely meant it as a compliment. And I said, so this motherfucker, and that being you, is 25. And can you imagine if he's still doing this shit in 30 years, which is only nine years away from where I am at mm -hmm. 55, you in 30 years, 30 years, I'm 76 years old. If I'm even around and you're only 55, but if, if, if this motherfucker is still doing this stuff, how lethal you will be. And my wife's going, God, if I would have had somebody like, you know, telling me for the industry she was in at the time, you know, and how valuable it would have been. And I said, but here's the thing. I don't think Jackson will be doing this stuff. And I said, as weird as it sounds, I said, I think he's too normal. <laughs> and I think in order to be a quote unquote good and good, really meaning somebody somebody will listen to on air person like will drive listeners. You have to be fucked up. I, I think you're too normal. And I don't even know normal quality human being, <laughs> maybe smart uh, to ever be sitting in the spot where I'm sitting at least for as long as where I've sat in it, which is a compliment, but I could see how maybe somebody wouldn't take it as such, but I assure you it's a compliment the whole time. Anna Marie is nodding. And even though it's just me and her at dinner, she's pointing at me as I, as I'm saying, you got to be a little fucked up to be like the point guy on a fucked up show. Now, if right. you're the point guy on like an adult contemporary station, then that's a different deal. But sure. you know, if you're doing this kind of shit, you cannot be quote unquote normal in normal society, you know, like, like a buddy of mine goes, Hey, I'm up at, you know, where we play golf yesterday. And he goes, I'm listening to TMA and the people at the bar are going, what in the hell is that? And I go, that's, <laughs> that's Timmy McKernan's show. And they're like, what in the world does he do for a living? So, uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Your reaction, sir. Yeah, no, I, I, I take it as nothing but a compliment, and I, I certainly appreciate it. And kind of to what you were saying before, and then I'll kind of react to the second part, I am a product of incredible education and mentorship. Not necessarily, you know, I was fortunate enough to go to a very good public high school, but my parents, older, my dad, educator forever, my mom, uh, journalism, so certainly applies to what I'm doing now. And so I was able to learn so much from them. And then I have siblings who are older than me. My sister, 12 years older than me. My brother, 10 years older than me. I learned so much from them. Then you transition into high school and college, had incredible teachers and, and mentors there. And you come to my job here and being able to learn from, from you, who I truly appreciate every single thing that you've told me. And it makes, I, you know, I, I try to hold and absorb as much as I can because it really is valuable information. And Doug, Iggy, Plowhawk, same thing, man. People all around this building uh, who I've taken such great mentorship and such great advice from. And I think that if I have any quality uh, that is as good is that I'm able to retain that information and try my best to use it. So I am a product of uh, really quality people uh, passing on information and knowledge to me. So I am very grateful for that, and um, I think it's truly 
uh, something that I implore all people in my age or older, younger, it doesn't matter, to always, you know, be a sponge is what kind of was alluding to earlier. Just be a sponge, like be willing to learn, always be coachable and understand that you don't have all the answers, but a lot of people have some of those answers you're missing and being able to retain that, uh, absorb it and use it is such a, like you said, lethal ability because that is the name of the game. And the second part, you know, I don't know, I'm, I've talked before how I'm just not the long-term planner in a sense because of how variables change, but this business changes a lot and things can change and maybe my position changes. I don't know what uh, down the road, but if I am going to continue to do broadcasting, um, you know, I would hope it would be something where I like truly feel passion because I feel, and I feel this is anybody, the more passionate you are about something, the more, the harder you're going to work at it, uh, the better you're going to be at it. And I'm very passionate about what I do now. And I hope to continue that passion in whatever field I do. I just always want to be passionate about what I do. And that was told to me by, I think, a high school college advisor. Like, like he, he just told me, he's like, you know, you have passions out there. Like, as long as you're doing something you're passionate about, I think you're going to be good at it. And I think you're going to care about it and work hard at it. So just always make sure you're doing something passionate. They'll never like check boxes or be someone who's just like doing something for pay. Like, be passionate about it and everything else will fall into place. So that's kind of my future, I feel like. So that's how I kind of react to what you're saying. And I appreciate the the compliments. I take it as nothing but a compliment. Yeah, it was, it was certainly, it was intended to be a compliment. And I, I, I think, I don't know, I think I can see you like in production or owning some kind of business that might be in some kind of media down the road. I don't know, but that, but I, I, I can't picture you doing this mm-hmm. as in what I do mm-hmm. because you're just too normal. I mean, that, that really, I mean, I, I could, I know that's such a, terrible normal and nice or just terrible words or maybe i think they're terrible words because i'm neither one of them but but i i I think you're too normal to be hosting a show that is so fucking strange (laughs) yeah so that but i i you know strange i think there's a the lines are blurred kind of between strange and just how people talk you know how people communicate you know and that's why i feel tma does so well is that it's not it's not like the like the hacky like conversations that no one else wants to have <laughs> but it's just like kind of like guys like you know shooting the shit and uh and talking about stuff that they're passionate about or stuff that you know just kind of goes on and i think those that's the longevity of it all is not being boxed in never being boxed in and always having oh, that's what i love forum you know and that you're right and that's exactly what this is it's exactly what tma is and obviously bloom party is a little different but it's still kind of you know a more open box than uh some others not in this market right but like just sports and right in general like just being able to be open and talk about what you want and things aren't out of bounds and things are just your people are comfortable talking. I think that's what brings longevity and brings people in because that's what people talk about, man. They just talk about shit that comes to their mind. Uh, yeah, I think there's something to be said for the, the, the freedom to think and then talk because then you have the freedom to create and not feel like you have to color inside the lines. Like yeah. if I'm told I got to color inside lines, I'll just go, okay, that's, that's enough. I, you know, I just don't, I mean, that's essentially what I had with television. Mm-hmm. Television was color. Television was the absolute media version of coloring inside the lines. And now you see television as in local television news. I mean, it's, it's obsolete. Uh, and you know, I was, the uh, revolutionary in the moment in 2005 who left TV like, oh, he must have gotten fired because nobody would possibly leave TV, even though I was making twice as much doing radio. But I know that information wasn't public. But to me, it w- I just didn't enjoy it. Now, if I could go back, I still wouldn't do it. But but now being maybe more financially aware, just to just walk away from a sum of money. And it wasn't like huge money because if it were huge money i wouldn't have walked away from it it was certainly decent money uh i don't know maybe i wouldn't have done it but i hated i hated it it was so unfulfilling it was so unchallenging there was no real path for advancement by the end of it all and it just bored the shit out of me and then on top of it you were subjected you were at the mercy and now people are at the mercy of uh twitter and, you know, if uh, people want to get their likes and join up in whatever group to take somebody out, that's that's the 2023 uh, people who control media. In 2005, it was the old lady who would call in to complain. 
And all it would be, it could just be one. Hey, I uh, want to let you know uh, somebody called in to complain. Who fucking cares? Great. <laughs> right. The fuck do I care? If anything, it's a feather in my cap. You think I'm going to hang out with her? She ain't going <laughs> to hang out with me. So good. She didn't like it. Fuck off. Don't watch. I don't care. What does it matter? <laughs> you know, that was <laughs> exactly. my mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And it happened in 1998. And at first they were just like, you know, at KOMU, like, uh, hey, we got a couple people who called in to complain. I'd be like, you know, and then I, I don't know, there was there was a professional wrestler by the name of Val Venus. Were you familiar with Val Venus, Jackson? No, no, I'm out in the, the wrestling scene. Uh, was not necessarily my bag. Where's Larry Nickel? He should be co-hosting this. <laughs> Val Venus, you can look him up on YouTube. He would, uh, there was a character in the 1980s named Ravishing Rick Rude. Uh, he looked like a guy who even to this day would drive a Corvette around Francis Park about 500 <laughs> times to try to pick up a, a jogger. Uh, yeah, a long kind of permed mullet with oh, a nice thick mustache. So good. Yep. Well, that's that's what I grew up seeing. And then Ravishing Rick Rude appeared in the WWF at the time. I think Val Venus uh, kind of took over that role of being like this uh, guy who the ladies were supposed to be super attracted to. Uh, and, uh, you know, I look back on it. He was a very greasy gentleman. But either way, <laughs> he would he would take off his robe and he would say, hello, ladies. And all the gentlemen in the uh, the arena would have to be worried that they were about to be cucked by Val <laughs> Venus. So back when I would anchor on KOMU, which I absolutely would not do in 2023, but at the same time, I wouldn't anchor anywhere in 2023. But I, if, if an attractive lass would pop up and considering I was in control of editing the highlights, so I knew if an attractive lass was going to pop up because I put her in the highlight package, I would say, hello, ladies. Uh, and, and, uh, and we would get phone calls about that when I would get off the set. I mean, if I were to do that, if I were to do that in 2023, I would be, I'd, I wouldn't even get to finish the sports cast. I'd be gone, <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. But in 1998, that was just, I would just amuse myself and occasionally the Colonel who was producing my sports cast, which just, as you can imagine, what a power couple we were with the Colonel producing and me anchoring. Just enthusiasm. And- <laughs> I don't know what that was, but just so you know, a couple people called in about that "hello, ladies" thing. That's the Colonel. Uh, the best. Uh, so that's 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 what I would do with the with the sports cast. But point being, going back even then, I was fucked up. You're not fucked up, and therefore, I just don't see you doing this shit. And and if anything, that makes me happy for you. It'll be a happier existence for you you'll be doing something and you'll probably be signing people's paychecks that's what that's what i think it'll I be really, i just don't know exactly what it what it what it will be so there I, you I go i appreciate it i really do that's uh that's a wonderful compliment and i really much uh appreciate programming note i guess if we're oh, just we handling business on the air you know sure why not do uh buster only tomorrow ten fifteen on bloom party the fuck's going on yeah how'd that happen i shot him a text oh my god yeah Look at you. So we'll have I, a- I just looked down and I saw I had a text notification from producer Joe. Then I'm going, oh, I guess producer Joe did. But no, this was you? Yeah, I uh, I got his number and shot him a text and he'll be joining us tomorrow at 10, 15 a.m. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, so look at that. Look at you. Look at us. Yeah. Boy, they're going to they're gonna be, I'm going to make sure to lavish praise on you in the opening segment so <laughs> your friends in the audience can, can, uh, gonna have to take that yeah. oh that'll be great i'm looking forward to that absolutely Boy, I might... absolutely yeah, but he'll probably won't be a two segment guy so i'll just try to get as much as i can in one segment um so anyway hunchback of on castle i i listen i you know i jumped your ass on the uh the bench depth is not what it used to be well that's because a guy died i mean i and i know, and I know you didn't mean that hunchback of on castles texted into the show forever and emailed in so i know he's not a shit disturber he's a good guy uh but i mean it's it's a little it's a it's a, it's not a little it is a sensitive subject somebody not only those of us on the show but many in the audience you know were quite fond of uh and i know his uh longtime significant other is as if you might imagine it's only been a few months is still battling through the grieving process so to go yeah the bench is at what it used to be like as if like what the fuck you guys do well man died you know i mean it's not like we were just you know, I mean, Jay Randolph Jr. wasn't even going to be on the bench. He was going to be a full-time part of the show. Um, so it's a, it's just, it, it just, it just, uh, it, it sucks. It sucks because he's not with us more than anything. Yeah. And, 
And then Wellington, who I'm bullish on as well. I told you that Tommy is bullish on him. Uh, he really is. He, he really is. And I am as well. Um, you know, he's got this, this job on the champions tour and people might go, it's a fucking champions tour. Well, I have an idea of, of what he's able to make and it's a guarantee, you know, he knows he's going to make it. It's essentially a salary plus the upside of the percentage of winnings he gets. So, and like I said, I just don't think, and maybe I'm wrong. I just don't think Michael Wellington is ever going to spend the winter in St. Louis. I just don't think that is ever going to happen. And honestly, I don't want to ever spend the winter in St. Louis. It's just at the moment, that's what I have to do. And, uh, and so that's, that's, that's the spot, but that, that's, that's a factor on the two people I would have considered one a and one B for filling in on TMA. But what I have noticed, as I said, at the outset is that with the Plowhawk, with Jackson, with Doug and with myself this week, it's not like I'm going, fuck, we need another person in here. How are we going to do the show? Uh, it's, it's freed me up to actually participate in the discussions and not just be the guy who brings in, in and out of break and do live reads and reads texts and emails mm-hmm. and throws to sound. And so it has, uh, it has really um, given me a uh, renewed love for TMA this week. And I want to reemphasize before we have our TMA conspiracy, that doesn't mean that I want Iggy off the show. It could be in general. Let's say the Plowhawk is out and Jackson's running the board and you have me, Doug, and Iggy. It would probably be the same thing. There is only so much airtime. And when I'm doing a million live reads and I'm doing four straight hours, basically, because as you know, and then talking to TMA listeners and Jackson, it's not like we have long commercial breaks. Mm -hmm. I'm going for four straight hours. I need some time to, you know, organize my thoughts and get the live reads in. So. I need to distribute the basketball, but uh, if if anything, I would say the show might be in a spot where uh, we don't need to have five people, and it just depends. This week, and I could be wrong, and this was not an insult to you, Jackson, or anybody on the show at all. Uh, when Iggy said he was going to take this week off, I'm like, well, then that means on Thursday and Friday, because I was scheduled to be off today and tomorrow. I'm like, now I got. Jackson running point and having to do all the shit that I know you have to do. And I just know it's a lot of shit because I don't know exactly all that it is. I just know it's a lot mm-hmm. at the Plowhawk running the board and Doug. It's like you guys are playing shorthanded. And now it'd be one thing if Anna Marie and I were, you know, right. taking Jameson to Disney World or something and it was already in ink. That's what we're doing. I just was taking vacation just because I have vacation. I've taken one total day in 2023. And if you're going to take vacation, why not take it when you're in South Florida in in March? But it's not like I had anything to do. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll just I'll just do the show. If anything, I like doing the show. I mean, shit, I started talking at uh, seven o'clock. It's now twelve nineteen and I've been talking <laughs> virtually every minute for five hours and 19 minutes. Yeah. So it just it just helps. The, it just helps the show. And I and I and I know, by the way that if it would have been take your pick of anybody else on the dais, they would have done the same thing. It's just kind of the way that the show works, which is one of the reasons why the show works. So it was no, uh, no sweat for me to, uh, to just go, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to do the show on Thursday and Friday and whatever. I'll take, I'll take vacation, you know, another time, not a big deal. So anyway, uh, I would like to see Marsh get some reps. Some of the names that Tommy was uh, giving me as uh, ideas for when Doug is out, not because of going, oh, my God, how are we going to possibly function with Doug being out? Uh, although the show, hey, without Doug, it certainly changes the show. Just like without Iggy, it certainly changes the show. It's just the nature of the show. Um, but uh, to see how people gel, I, I, I look at it, as weird as it might sound, as an opportunity an opportunity for us to hear people and an opportunity for people to be heard who have not been heard on the show yet. So, and I am so happy as weird as this sounds. I don't think it necessarily sounds weird now that I'm about to say it, that Doug is taking this time to spend two weeks with his wife and some friends, uh, you know, in Europe on a Mediterranean cruise. I think it's the greatest thing ever. I'm so happy for him because 
I started working with Doug in 2000 at KMOV, and that first off, that schedule at KMOV would have never allowed to do it. Right. Uh, and plus, he had young children at the time, so we wouldn't have been able to do it. But I just think what 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 Doug went through medically in August of 21 that he now has more of the uh, seize the day mentality. Yep. And he's just going, yeah, I'm going to do it. And even if Iggy's going to hold me accountable about vacation, <laughs> you know, I, I think Iggy's probably going to have to tread lightly with his vacation policing comments yeah. yep. after uh, this sudden uh, five day vacation this week that uh, that good for him Absolutely. and just enjoy it. I know he it's not like I even need to say, don't think about the show. There's not a doubt in my mind. He will not think about no. the yeah, show. You have to let him know that. <laughs> But uh, I'm just happy he's doing it. And, you know, I mean, I, even though I, I there's not there, there's not an amount of money in the world that would get me to go uh, spend a weekend in a cabin in East Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, I know you're looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Yeah. So good for you. So Absolutely. I just I, oh, I, I want any show I'm associated with to have a culture of celebrating taking vacation so that people never have to feel like. Oh shit! I'm gonna ask off, and I'm gonna catch shit for it, it's passive aggressively or otherwise. Oh, exactly. Vacation police. Oh, it's the fuck worst. off. That's the worst. Fuck the fuck off on that shit. I mean, people in the United States vacation so little as it is relative to specifically European nations. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that has to do something with, uh, you know, the evaporation of middle-class living and people feeling like they just can't take time off. But, uh, God, I mean, I just, I just never ever want people to feel badly about taking time off. And in part, because I'm so fucked in the head that even if no one came in, literally no one came in, as long as somebody could put me on the air, I could talk for four hours. I'm not saying that is a good thing. I'm saying that's how fucked up I am that I could talk for four hours. And you, as somebody who co-hosts with me, you know I could talk for I've four bear, hours. I've, I've bear witness to it. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I could do it. Now, w- would it be as good as normal TMA or QFTA or balloon party? I'm not saying that it would be. I'm just saying as far as doing it, I could do it. I just don't know how to get the show on and off the air. That's that's my problem, how to play the commercials. But uh, I want people to always feel uh comfortable taking vacation your vacation to east tennessee is uh 25th 26th am i correct on that nurse 20th and 21st i will be 20th and 21st 21st, i will be uh out uh in the lovely smoky mountains of eastern tennessee with all of my boys (laughs) there you go it uh that's coming up uh for action jackson doug will be vacationing in april and uh ken will return from his vacation next week your questions your comments they are always welcome for qfta tmck ernan and inside stl.com uh conspire what are your favorite tma conspiracy theories i mean let's get into the i'm inviting you to address things that i'm sure you've heard i mean iggy took vacation and immediately people assumed he like had passed away or murdered someone so if if that's if that's where the mind goes, then over the years you have to have some. So let's let's get them out in the open. Like before Jennings passed away, he was somehow acting as a as a, a conduit between the audience right. and me on questions. So why not ask me? I'll answer him or send him to Jackson for sure. fuck's sake. If you don't want to talk with me, what are you, Jay Burkett at InsideSTL.com? Is that yes, sir. There you go. Send him to Jackson. You don't want to talk to me? You don't like me? That's fine. Send him to Jackson. Jay Burkett at InsideSTL.com. Uh, I want to tell the people about design, air, heating, and cooling. Jackson, what's the weather like now in St. Louis? Has the sun finally come out full-fledged? Uh, no, the sun has, uh, has returned behind the uh, clouds, 61 degrees, and we got rain coming. We got coming, Bill? Oh, really? Yeah, big time. This uh, Overnight, we got a lot of rain coming. Oh, no. That sucks. Yeah. Easy sleeping well, what are you weather. Gonna do? Like the nice sleeping weather. I like Good rain and sleep. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, any cold weather or, you know, soon here you're going to have to get that uh, air conditioning tuned up. It's that time of year. Yeah. Go to Design Air Heating and Cooling and work with the great Seth Goldcamp, who I was texting with during this uh, broadcast. Uh, online at designairservice.com. He is the best in the business with Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC provider of the Tim McCurdy Show podcast and of the Ryan Kelly morning after time for us to shut it down for action. Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan show podcast from the home loan studios.